So you actually used probably one of my favorite, least favorite, or least favorite favorite sayings right there, which is uh, old school, uh, which I feel like is a tag we throw on people that do dumb shit sometimes. Aiden Arnett Smith, fullback, Carlton Ravens, number 19. You're listening to At The 55. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Today, we are doing another installment of our conversation with student athletes about their experiences with mental health in and around the sport they play. Joining us today, we have fullback tight end from the Carlton Ravens, Aiden Arnett Smith. Aiden, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. How are you? You know, we're, we're, we're hanging in. We're hanging in, uh, doing as best as anyone can, uh, given the circumstances. You know, so let's, before we kind of get in the conversation, I know Dakota has a few things he'll want to ask you specifically, but just to kind of get a recap of what this year has been like for you, given the circumstances, we don't need to obviously go over it. Everyone knows what we're talking about. But you as a student athlete, what it's been like for you trying to to maintain you know, your, your, your physical, uh, you know, your workouts and just making sure that when football returns, you're hitting the gridiron in uh, as, as close to or better condition as it when things shut down. Uh, yeah, so it's been pretty tough because I don't have access to any, you know, gym at home, but um, through our team and our uh, our personal or our trainer, our team trainer, he's uh, given us programs and stuff that we can do at home without any equipment, and uh, that that's been pretty helpful. We've also sort of got into the the workout room there a little bit um, until there was another lockdown. But uh, yeah, I've just been you know trying my best to you know get out there and try to like do some runs or, you know, get anything I can. Uh, yeah, just stuff like that. So You and I kind of touched on it a little bit before we began recording, but, you know, another piece of this that's so important for obviously not just student athletes, but uh, students all across, well, more than Ontario, but just probably worldwide is this aspect of, of online learning um, that seemingly all universities have had to turn to what's that learning curve been like for you and, and what are some of the things that you've found challenging or or perhaps even what are the, some of the things that you've found maybe benefit you as a learner what how, just how's that experience been uh it for me it was uh, i i had a bit of an easier go just because i did do a, a summer school course in the past where we did have to use the same online platform but uh yeah just uh that was one class obviously. So trying to juggle multiple classes, uh, online has definitely been something to get used to, but I've, uh, I've had a, you know, an easy time doing it. Um, just, uh, cause I, I kind of understand, you know, the online system, but yeah, it's definitely a strange thing to get used to. And, uh, I think there are some aspects of it, like the online, uh, chat rooms and, um, communities that you can join within your class that are helpful, but um, stuff like office hours with teachers or uh, TAs that are they're a bit harder to you know access. But yeah, overall it's uh, it's all right. I wouldn't say it's the best, but there there could be worse things, you know. That's definitely a much more positive take on to online learning than uh, 
I can say I've heard for for most people that I've engaged with who uh, are doing <laughs> online classes. I know Dakota can speak to that for some school that he's been doing as well. Um, and I've taken a few classes as well. And uh, so that's that's great that you have such an optimistic sort of st- uh, standpoint on it. Um, getting into your football career a bit, because, it, you know, for someone only in, I mean, it's a little weird, you're in your second year, but only one year playing football because of the canceled season and you know, knocking on wood that we're getting our OUA season uh, for 2021. But in a in a young football career, you've already uh, been on teams such as playing for Team Canada, Team Ontario, playing for, for Football North, and now having experience at the university level. Just in terms of the sort of culture of football and what you've seen at such high profile in such high profile programs, what kind of what have those experiences been able to to teach you in terms of just how to deal with the stress of football, and then, of course, adding in the school component and how you sort of balance that 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 student athlete balance that's that's so tough for people at times to be able to deal with. Yeah, so I've I've had I've been lucky with the exposure I've got with uh, football North. That for one, um, we we had a great athletic uh, slash academic uh, situation there, so. They made sure we were on top of our schooling. We got study hall hours, and it kind of gave me a perspective of what it would be like in university football, and that was definitely uh, a big help. And then uh, the Team Ontario, uh, you know, just everyone says, you know, it's important to have your grades, but being there with university coaches, you actually, like, you understand that you really do need the grades and having uh, to build those relationships with coaches was really helpful and uh, yeah, kind kind of, I don't know, understanding how university football worked was, was easier with that. And so going back to your first year, um, what type of challenges despite all that, because you know, we've all, I, I didn't, wasn't fortunate enough to be able to be on any uh, team Ontario or anything like that, but at all levels, coaches are going to say, keep the academics to be able to play and all that stuff. But a lot of times it falls on deaf ears, you know, just one, in yeah, one year exactly. out the other. When you actually got to Carleton, how did that, how did you find that translate actually being in the mix and being able to deal with uh, the life as a student athlete? Yeah, it was definitely a lot harder uh, just because the the size of the classes I was in, you know, it's pretty intimidating walking into a lecture with, you know, 150 people in it. So you're, I, I did find it pretty challenging to, you know, walk up to a teacher, for example, introduce myself uh, in comparison to high school uh, with the small classes, you get to know your teacher pretty well. So that was something I found very tough. And also the, the way classes are structured definitely changed from high school to university. So that was a bit tougher for me, um, just kind of getting used to that. But um, with uh, the help that we got from coaches with study hall, um, rookies, they have to have a weekly meeting with one of your academic coaches. That was definitely something that was helpful. But uh, yeah, it was definitely tough getting used to for sure. No, I definitely had a similar experience when I first went to university. I mean, I, I was in the, uh, the social sciences, so I'm from high school classes that were 20 to 30 kids to classes that were, I mean, classes or lectures, 400 students. Um, just can you talk about like what that kind of adjustment was like? So for, for me personally, just a little bit, I mean, I, I don't want you to throw any 
at all during this interview, throw anyone under the bus, teammates, yeah. coaches, teachers, schools, none, none of that. But I mean, what I was first told when I went to university from my high school teachers is that it's a sink or swim situation. And, and by that is once you get into your third and fourth year, the professors will actually know you and care more about you. But in first year, they're kind of just saying, you know, are you, can you hang, can you hang with the, these 300 people? And, and do you, did you have a similar experience in that, like with your professors or do you find that they have maybe a little more hands on or. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, especially for first year, um, I think it should be, they're more hands on, you know, kind of, so you can dip your toe in the water for first or uh, coming from high school, you know, um, it would have definitely been more helpful if my teachers were more hands-on and, uh, you know, more uh, like kind of tried to get a better relationship with their students. I did have a, a first year seminar class though, where I did have uh, a pretty good relationship with my teacher. We talked quite a bit and, that was helpful but when when it comes to the lectures and uh you know that kind of stuff you don't really get to know your teacher they don't really also care if you you know miss something or anything like that so it is it is pretty tough and i do think that it would be more helpful and there would be more success stories from university if if the first year was you know a bit more one-on-one or personal but yeah so now, as we're as this whole series is kind of about talking about the way that student athletes deal with their mental health for for slightly older heads like Dakota and I when when we were playing it it very much was still the kind of traditional when you step on the field nothing else matters you leave everything else behind you and that you can't let that stuff affect you but as we probably should have known sooner than uh it has sort of become a bit of into the social consciousness clearly things that go on in our personal lives and just the way that uh, our, our brains can just play all these damn tricks on us makes life and of course football as well difficult and no doubt for yourself perhaps growing up in a time or in playing football in a time where conversations about mental health are a little bit more common a little bit more accepting I'm just curious though for you once again looking at the different programs you've been in where you've been in really competitive situations and of course any football team you play on you play to win you play to compete I'm just curious for yourself, what types of conversations do you find teams have around the the mental health component and being able to make sure that that players are, are actually doing okay? And as a sort of se- secondary question to that, what sort of things do you think teams could do better? And of course, not as a shot to any teams you've been on, but just in terms of the culture of football, which is very competitive, very, as we kind of said, put on your game face and just go go nuts what, what what's your take on some of those aspects of the game yeah so i i think everyone does expect you know you to go out there like that but uh you know if there is something in the back of your head it's pretty hard to ignore so um i i think the ravens have done a great job at uh you know making sure that the guys are right mentally and uh we have a couple things um that we you know, make sure our team does that helps with the mental health. So Coach Samara is very adamant on uh, no hazing, which is for a first-year guy, something that could make or break you being on the team. Um, We have like a very, I don't know, I've never been on a team like, like the Ravens where we can actually, like I feel comfortable talking to everyone. 
like about stuff like that. Like there's no, um, I don't know, I guess you could say stigma, like on a, a lot of other teams I played on, like you'd be considered soft, uh, which isn't good. You know, uh, if you were to talk about your mental health or if you're going through a hard time, but, um, I've even had conversations with coaches if I was going through a hard time and they're completely understanding. They, uh, they want to do, they want to help you. So, uh, I, they, they set you up with, uh, someone to talk to, or you can even just talk to the coaches and, um, they, they really just want to make sure that you're fine and you're all right. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's just a support system that, that you need on a team and that that's what really helps. Well, and I'm sure Dakota will agree. It's, it's it's fantastic to hear that that Carlton has some form of support there for you guys. Because as we talk about, right, you know, for football, you got to make sure your schooling's right. So, what do teams offer? They offer you tutors to make sure that your grades are good. You obviously got to make sure you're in peak physical condition. And for yourself, sorry, what are the numbers? You're at six two two. What, what are you weighing in at uh, these days? Uh, so right now I'm six foot. Uh... 245 okay. on a good day but yeah we're uh we're we're getting there for sure i'm trying to get down to 235 though. but but yeah. a big dog right and you yeah. go yeah. to a trainer to yeah. get yourself in that uh, into that peak physical form but of course as we're talking about here another component of it and i think dakota's word so perfectly before is that there's also your mental health and not having yeah. that option uh or that that availability of someone to be able to deal with um is, is obviously so important. Um, so th- that, that's great to hear. Um, I'm curious, though, um, for yourself as a younger player, y- you obviously identified that uh, it seems like the, the older players are were, were very receptive to you and to your class coming in and, and welcoming. And that's that's great to hear, too, because that seems like another bit of a, a classic. I don't want to just, you know, overuse the word stigma there, but of, you know, you come in as a rookie and it's just a given that you're going to get hazed or, or something like yeah. that. And as you said, that can be really negative. Um, when you kind of think about perhaps on other teams, the way you see that, uh, what do you think drives that? You know, it's it, uh, sometimes it's obviously up to the individual, but, you know, the the idea that rookies coming into the team and if, whether it's, you know, uh, a vet fearing for their position, new young talent coming in to replace them or maybe they got the short end of the stick when they were a rookie, so now it's their time to pay it back. Uh, and obviously, I don't expect you to have you know the answer to all this, but I'm just curious from your time, you know, playing the game, um, like what what do you see in in those interactions that you think drives it? Yeah, I think it's it's not necessarily one thing. I think it's a combination of a bunch of things, and it's also probably situational. But um, I'd probably say like if someone did get hazed they're more likely to haze, you know, new players coming in, it could be a threat. Once again, like you were saying about your position. So you want to try to put them down. I also think uh, it's sort of similar to like how you see, like when they do buds training, which is kind of a weird, uh, you know, um, comparison here, but that's the Navy like, SEALs. Uh, that's the Navy SEALs training, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to see who can get through it mentally. They're trying to see who, really really wants to be there and what you're willing to go through to actually be on the team but yeah that's sort of a a way i've kind of looked at it before you know it's interesting because i think another discussion that dakota have had i have had with other players is that a lot of times in, in a sport like football and you know just in so many walks of life 
you get the well this is the way we've always kind of done it so we're not really going to to change it we're not really going to try and so I, it just feels sometimes as if teams called coaches and the cultures around it think well football's always been uh you got to be tough and of course you have you have to be tough like that that sort of tough athlete specific toughness of like yeah. on the field and, and all that but then i think that perhaps sometimes bleeds into the the life outside of it and i i don't know it just feels sometimes as if it's a, a component of well you know this is the way my coach spoke to me the way their coach spoke to them etc cetera, etc cetera. and perhaps they don't aren't open to the change of well you know maybe we can just make people feel welcome you know, make people yeah. feel, and I don't say this as someone who necessarily felt that, or perhaps uh, was the the short end of the stick overly, perhaps in my playing career. But sometimes it seems as if it's just a matter of kind of this is football. This is how footballs run. Yeah, uh, I, I've been on a team like that before, where the coach very old school, uh, and I can, I guess, I can see, uh, you know, their perspective. You know, if it's not broke, like, don't fix it. But um, I definitely think nowadays, too, you have to look at outside things such as the way schools are looking at mental health. So you can't, you know, if schools are treating it one way, uh, this is also when I was in high school, so that's sort of why. But they're they're taking a big look on mental health, and then all of a sudden you go to football practice, and that doesn't matter anymore. So I, I think there's a bunch of factors to it, but – uh yeah, the, I guess I can also see the perspective of a coach. You know, if it worked this way, why won't it work now? But there's, there's things are changing with time, so it's there's definitely some, some new techniques that they could be using for sure. So you actually used probably one of my favorite, least favorite, or least favorite favorite sayings right there, which is uh, old school, uh, which I feel like is a tag we throw on people that do dumb shit sometimes you know like if i if i'm being honest and i have like say for example not me but i have like an old racist relative i was like oh they're just old school it's like well yeah. no they're they're doing something that that doesn't work and you know zach talked about it before when i was saying that you know therapy or talking about your feelings is it's a way to strengthen your mental state um and in an episode that's coming out tomorrow we talk about how in university, and this isn't towards Carleton or any university in particular, but, you know, they give you tutors uh, because you have to be academically eligible and they give you physiotherapy and weight room because you have to be fit for that. Uh, but they don't give you, you know, the resources to strengthen your mental state uh, because after five years, you're gone. Mm -hmm. So uh, this might just be my opinion, but maybe it's yours as well. But do you think that the, the, the old school coach is like, well, it works for me because they're only seeing these kids for a maximum of four years and you know, maybe they'll come back to high school and talk to them later, but they're not really seeing these kids past that point. So like, it works for me. I win a championship. So it works. So we're right. But then these are impressionable years where these kids are 13 to 18, 13 to 19 sort of thing. And they're being told to shove their feelings deep down inside and they're kind of just sending them out into the real world. So maybe it doesn't actually work. It just works in the sense of you put points on the board. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Cause I've, I've been on teams that are like that they don't really care where you're going in the future they just they want to win but i've also been on teams where they don't care necessarily as much about winning but about who you are and the life lessons that you can learn from football because there are a lot of life lessons that you can learn from football so 
I, I see it both ways, but uh, I, I think honestly uh, the best teams uh, are like the closest ones where you have great relationships with, you know, coaches. It's almost like a family like, and uh, I, I think if you have a player that knows you care about him, then they're probably going to play a lot harder for you than ones that, you know, you, you just care about the numbers they put up. Oh, I, I definitely agree. And I feel like Zach, I'll speak for you here. We've both been on teams that we know the coach just kind of wants to win and we know where there's, you know, a coach that actually gives a hoot about us. Um, do you think that there's an importance in, you know, the coach being up front? Cause what I hate the most would be a coach that presents himself in a way or herself in a way that they care about you, but deep down they just want to win. Cause for me, I would rather a coach be up front being like, look, I don't give a shit about you as a person. I just want to win. So then I can be like, okay, I'm not going to emotionally invest myself in you at all as a person. I'm just going to go out there and, and play ball as opposed to a coach that pretends they care about you. So then you feel more emotionally attached and then kind of betrayed when they actually don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that there. Um, like if that's one thing that I find very important, if, if you're up front with me, I don't care if you know, if you're lying or I care if you're lying to me. So like, if, if you're going to lie to me, that's, that's going to change the way I see you as a coach and a person is probably going to tarnish um, how I interact with you in the future. So, or how I feel about the things you say. So I, I think it's really important that uh, there's honesty and like trust within a team and when within a coach and uh, player bond our relationship okay cool i mean i feel like i'm forming just an echo chamber here but i did i do want to hear your thoughts i'm happy you said that um and we talked about how how great your carlton coaches are and honestly it is a a big relief for me to hear that because i have heard a lot of horror stories around the league not to name names or anything like that um and obviously you're you're young in your university career um so kind of a two-part question feel free to not answer it if you don't feel comfortable but one do you feel that this is not this is not programs this is schools do you feel the schools actually care about their students well-being um in a sense where for me and i'm sure because you're in school now you've received a lot of emails leading up to bell let's talk day saying you know there's yoga sessions or there's free counseling for this week but then i mean the other 51 weeks out of the year at least for my schools that i've been a part of they're dead silent so i feel like they don't actually care and two whether they care or not what do you think schools can do as a whole to support their students so i think carlton they do have a pretty good system uh maybe not necessarily for mental health but just for help uh which can lead to um better mental health i guess we have different programs uh like stigma ends at CU. So that's a student body uh, that's very passionate about um, mental health and drug abuse and stuff like that. But there are people that reach out like that. But uh, yeah, I guess I can see what you mean by um, them only caring about the one day a year, you know, the, there's always posters up about mental health, but that's only, you know, one day or, a week out of the year, but, um, yeah, I think, uh, they could have maybe just like 
all schools have a uh, like a, a, a area in the school you could go to or you know like maybe a, a hotline or something that you can talk to that's I don't know inviting almost uh, or I don't know it's so tough to answer because I don't know. The second part, it's just very hard because, like, there is a bunch of stuff you can do, but at the end of the day, it all it's it's about people like reaching out, I guess, and that's like the toughest part about mental health is reaching out and asking for help. So, uh, I don't know if there is much more that they could do, but maybe like a an open counselor, like area in the school or something like that but yeah it's it's a tough one to answer for sure well i i think in in your answering that and i think you gave a really great answer it, it part of the problem is that it's hard to think of things that we haven't seen right it's hard to yeah. to, to to project into the future based on trying to change what things how things have been in the past so it's obviously it can be a little tough to say well, what would that look like well if we don't really have anything to base it off of or only a little to base it off of, that can no doubt be be challenging. But I think, as you alluded to, having just that ability for people to feel comfortable talking about the, the issues they're dealing with, no matter how big or how small, I think is is the number one thing. And a lot of the time, maybe it's just a cultural thing, just not just outside of the, outside of the locker room, just people to people, just get into a spot yeah. where like as a society, we feel more comfortable with that. What's involved in getting there? I don't have the answer to that, but hopefully just having more, you know, really great discussions with uh, players like yourself will be able to unlock some type of, you know, sort of unifying factor in just the way that student athletes see it. Because at the end of the day, it is all about you. And I say you as just student athletes, you are the ones taking the field. You are the ones putting your bodies on the line. You are the ones putting in all the hours in the gym, in the classroom, getting tutors to be able to put on put uh, the Carlton Ravens black and white, take the field and show out for your school. So taking care of you guys is number one. Um, so, and you know, I really appreciate you joining us today and having what can sometimes be a difficult conversation for folks to have. I would be remiss though, because you're an Ottawa area guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're at Carlton. So sort of two part question just to go football specific to wrap this up on. Number one, uh, the choice of Carlton over Ottawa. Uh, what kind of p- made you pick one or the other? And uh, second, Panda Game. That's all I really want to say, just Panda Game and let you kind of <laughs> talk a little about that, about that because I'll admit Dakota and I have still yet to get to a Panda Game, but it's just, I've watched it on TV, watched the highlights, the epic matchups. I can see you getting excited just with your brain yeah. spinning, thinking about Panda. Uh, so your decision to go to Carlton over, say, Ottawa, um, or, of course, any other schools, but then Panda game. I just want to hear your take on that. Uh, yeah, so uh, Carlton, uh, it, w- it was a no-brainer decision. I Ever since, they were one of the first schools to recruit me. Uh, I've had a, you know, a great relationship with most of the coaches, um, I, I've been in and out of facilities before I signed, you know, throughout high school. And, uh, I just, I love, um, everything about it. Also love the red and black. So I had to choose that as well, but yeah, I, uh, it was, it was really a no brainer when I made the decision, but, um, the Panda game, uh, it, it's crazy. Like I, I didn't play in it last year, but, or yeah, I guess 
two years, two years no ago, one but yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it, it was crazy. Just, uh, you know, I've, been, I've played in the States uh, in front of quite a bit of people, but something about just everyone in Ottawa, like the two teams going against each other. Cause when I was in the States, no one was cheering for us. It was just the fans from there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's unlike any other game. And uh, yeah, we're definitely, we're going to have to come back next year and, you know, well, if there is a next year and, you know, show out. Well, let's knock on wood that there is. And assuming that there is a Panda, you will, I, I'm making the promise here as I'm making it to any Ottawa Carlton guy that we're speaking to that you will see Dakota and myself there covering the game. Uh, I might have to take to the it. Ottawa sideline uh, and Dakota might have to take Carlton just because. Might have to, I will. Yeah, Daco- t- you, already, you already know what side I'm running. Dakota's, with. well, Dakota's burned some bridges with the Ottawa U team, but we don't need to rehash that one. Never had those, never no had those worries. bridges. You're, you're welcome on our sideline. Hey, we yeah. got we got love for the city of Ottawa, whether it's the University of Ottawa or Carleton, or at least I do. You're obviously a little more lean towards the co- uh, Carleton than Dakota, but that's okay. Uh, Aiden, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, really appreciate it, and you know, best of luck with everything leading up to what we're hoping is the 2021 OUA season. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This is awesome. I love what you guys are doing too. Really appreciate it, man. Anytime. <laughs>